Howdy ho, neighbors. How's it cracking out there? How you doing? Doing okay? We doing alright? We surviving? Ah, boys. It's the early bird podcast sessions. Today, well, themed to the Tuesday, is, um, analyzing the lyric. That's all we're doing! We're analyzing the lyric. Kenny Rogers. Yella. The coward of the county. That's what we're going to be looking at. We're going to be looking at those lyrics. That's what's taking place. I hope you're strapped in. Got your seatbelt on, your helmet and all that stuff. And Well, I'm going to get on this session moving forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stefan Maia is my name. Addedsouls.com is the website. Friends, listen. Consider subscribing, liking, sharing, drop a comment, all that kind of good stuff. And also, an opportunity your way. Sign up to AddedSouls.Locals.com. It's free to sign up, but you can support the Added Souls work over there monthly. No amount is too low, no amount is too high. You can also go through PayPal for a donation. AddedSouls at gmail.com is the email address. And you can contact me. You can schedule ourselves a video chat, a phone call, or an email exchange. And... Uh, we labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ over here in New Brunswick, Canada. EastCoastChurchOfChrist.com And you can check us out on Facebook, East Coast Church of Christ. So we're going to be looking at Kenny Rogers' song, Coward of the County. Coward of the County. Let me see if I can put that picture on the screen here. Let me see if I can go get Kenny. Hey, Kenny, where are you, man? There you are. Let's put you on the screen here. There he is. There's the man himself. There's the man himself, Kenny. A friend and a brother in Christ uh, found himself in a hospital once with him and uh, shared the gospel with Kenny. That was interesting to me. I thought it was pretty cool. Well, Kenny... He wrote some songs, man, and we listened to his songs, and we grew up listening to his songs, and a great many of his songs. Most famously, of course, The Gambler. Uh, but uh, would you know it? He wrote a lot more than The Gambler. Or he performed a lot more than The Gambler. I don't know if he wrote The Gambler himself. I, don't, I didn't look into those song facts, but uh, nonetheless, we identify Kenny Rogers with The Gambler. Uh, but he wrote, a, a, or he performed a great many other songs that are very... Uh, very, um, very good. Very good. And uh, one of them is Coward of the County. And uh, we used to listen to that in my, in my past life, among my friends, you know. Those familiar dirt roads are the times we'd be at the shop and just shooting the breeze. We'd have that song on a great many times. We'd sing along. Yes, of course, we were booze-filled. But we were all heathens back then, weren't we? And uh, it was a memorable song because it um, told the tale that a great many of us perhaps find familiar or personal to that end. And um, it's a memorable one. And we kept it. And we kept it in our thoughts and we still listen to it to this day in the many canals of the memory. Huh? You and I, we do that. So uh, we're going to open up the lyrics and uh, see what's happening. 
Let me uh, screen share for those of you listening to this on the uh, video side of things. Screen share. There we go. There are the lyrics to the song right there. Right there, man. Well, now I got all these advertisers I got to X out of. All these kind of advertisers coming on the scene. Get rid of that one. Get rid of that one. They're always popping up on these sites, aren't they? Coward of the County. Coward of the County. Everyone considered him the coward of the county. He'd never stood one single time to prove the country or the county wrong. Well, what's a coward? You guys know what a coward is? I mean, we say that word all the time in various ways. Well, not all the time, but, you know, it's utilized commonly. Oh, he's a coward. She's a coward. Stop acting cowardly. Do we know what the word even means? Can we describe it? Being afraid? Would that work? Like, he's afraid, so he's a coward? Well, not necessarily. There are a lot of courageous men who are afraid, who utilize fear in a... Um, in an insightful way, which helps discern, you know, danger or uh, various things of that that kind. So what's it? What's what's a coward? Well, how about we go check something else before we uh, move forward here? Let's go check in the Bible. Let me just put this aside here for a second. There we go. And let me open up another web page and let's go check something here. Coward. And we're going to look for the meaning through a scripture. Through a scripture. And we're looking at Revelation 21.8, but the cowardly. It says, the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they will be consigned or consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death meaning eternal damnation, eternal punishment, will happen to all these individuals. And most of them were like, yeah, of course. Murderers? Absolutely. But cowardly? Why would we throw cowards in there as pre people who are going to go to hell? Why would the Bible say that? Let's check if we can look at the word coward. Cowardly. De Dailois. Greek. I learned Greek, by the way. I went to school and they taught me Greek. And then I learned Greek and I had to learn all the alphabet of the Greek and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it says nothing, of course. Let's look at um. Let's look at something. Maybe we need to look at it through the lens of uh, Strong's or Thayer's, just like a surface word study. You and I together. Timid. From Deos. Dread. He's dreadfully, right? Dread, timid, in other words, by implication, faithless, fearful. That's interesting, isn't it? I wonder what Thayer says for the word coward. What does Thayer say? What do you say, Thayer? Thayer's Thanos. He says the same thing, actually. Timid, fearful of Christians who through cowardice give way under persecutions and apostatize. 
Oh, we got some context there going on. So if you're a coward according to the scriptures, according to the penmanship of the Holy Spirit, if you're a coward, it means you're, well, the idea behind the word, and of course in the context, the context, the context, the context. If ever you want to know what a Bible verse means, you have to respect the context. I just can't, we can't, we, we can't do justice or honor the scriptures if we just pluck out a verse and make it say what we want to say. That would be eisegeting. Or eisegesis? I don't know these words, man. We have to exegete. We have to allow the information of the context reveal itself to our minds. The author's intent for our hearts. And the Bible says in context, cowardice. And the idea behind the word, of course, I think would go well with what Thayer is saying over here, of Christians who through, you know, fear, allow themselves through fear to uh, miss the mark and not be faithful to God, not be faithful to Christ, even unto death. Um, that was taking, uh, well, that, a lot of the information in the book of Revelation, which was a revelation from the Father to the Son, the Son to the Servant, a servant to all the churches there in Asia. Well, the singular, unique revelation, which of course was confirmed and fulfilled in the first century, was given, and the understanding of coward in this respect, this this context would have been, uh, yeah, Christians who fell prey to their fear. They focused more so on the fear of the persecution and the hostilities of the Roman Empire and of their own brethren who had since corrupted themselves and received the documents which allowed them, of course, uh, community commerce, if you will. Uh, and, um, yeah, some bowed down to their fear. And that's what happens. If you, if you succumb to your fear, if you're more so focused on your fears than what is upright and moral and decent and faithful, and then you are, through description, a coward. That's what's going on. That's what, that's what it means. What do you guys think? That makes sense? Makes sense to me. So here we have a song called Coward of the County. And now we have a greater idea, if you will, of what coward means. An individual who succumbs to fear instead of standing up against it. Now again, there's utility in fear. Fear can help you discern a situation and perhaps walk away from uh, an unwanted experience, if you will, or an, an unnecessary experience. You know, sometimes you have to face fear head on, but sometimes fear is useful. You don't need to get involved in a certain mess or a certain thing. Cowardice is succumbing to a moment of fear, focused more so on fear than doing what's right in a, in a given context in which you should face your fear and do what's right. Okay, well, real-time illustration. You're somewheres in public and you're walking about and you see... Here's an easy one. You see uh, a couple, you know, male-female kind of deal, and the couple, in this couple, you see the male just slapping the tar out of this woman and kicking her and beating her and calling her all kinds of names. You know, you don't know what's going on, but she isn't 
defending herself. She seems quite broken as she's being abused. And what do you do? Well, I don't want to get involved, man. Well, who knows? Maybe he has a knife. Maybe he has a gun. He looks pretty big. Maybe he's going to hurt me. It's not my problem. I'll take out my phone, though. I'll take some video footage and go viral on YouTube or something. But I'm not going to get involved with it. It's not my problem. I don't want to get hurt. You're a coward. You coward. Call yourself a man. What do you got to do? Well, you, you got to do something. It doesn't mean you have to be a fool and rush into the situation unprepared. Take precaution, which is why, you know, Jesus says you can have a sword. You interpret that any way you want to, but that's what that means. And there's a principle there. Be, be careful. Be mindful of your situation and your entourage. But do what needs to be done to stop this man from beating on his wife or his girlfriend or whatever. Now, she may have provoked it. Yeah, okay, fine. But that doesn't mean he should have succumbed to that anger. I'm provoked quite often from all sorts of individuals who hate me because I speak the truth. I don't like that. Well, all kinds. I don't have a great many enemies, but I do have some, obviously. When you're a podcaster or you, you preach or you teach or you have influence in the community or around the world for speaking the truth, speaking things that are a reality, whether I exist or not, they exist, you're going to be the target of <laughs> violent people wanting to do violent things towards you. Well, you know... You got to be ready for those moments. You got to be prepared. So what happens if you find that situation in the community or your neighbor all of a sudden? You know, he's beating on his wife. Well, you got to do something. Call the cops. Yeah, but cops might get there a bit too late, won't they? You got to do something. Don't be a coward. You got to do something. Just be careful how you do it. That's all. You got to step in there. You're like, hey, buddy, I don't know if she provoked you or whatnot, but you, you got to stop that. And sometimes it's so heated, it's so violent, you just got to get in there and, well, <laughs> knock the guy out, I suppose, or push him away or do something. Again, be aware of your situation. Do you see a firearm on him? Do you see a knife? Do you see any kind of weapon on him? If so, maybe you need to pick up something. If you have nothing on you, maybe you can pick up a chair. Maybe you can pick up a something, some kind of an equalizer at least. Don't be a coward. Don't allow people to get hurt. And of course, there is context to that, right? Well, to the song here and theme of our friend Kenny Rogers, which I, I think this song is very well written. It's a very telling story of a young man who was given instructions by his father, of course, his father in jail. And, uh, well, let's just go through it now. We spoke, we spoke a bit about cowardice. Okay, everyone considered him the coward of the county. Well, who is this coward of the county who everyone descriptively knows as a coward? And again, sometimes, you know, okay, the bully's slapping you around, right? He's always calling you names. He's poking you. He's doing all these kind of things in school. Maybe he sits behind you, right, in the desk there as you're in class. And uh, you do nothing. You walk away from it. Oh, you coward, you coward, you coward. No, you're not a coward. You're actually got some brain cells running around in you and, you. and you say, this dude is just not worth it. He's just so not worth it. He's an annoyance to no end. And he's always trying to provoke me to act uh, uh, in, a, in, a, in, in 
bitterness or retaliation or revenge or do something. You know, he just wants to provoke it. Uh, you're not a coward if you don't, uh, if you walk away from that situation, okay? You're not a coward. You're actually smart. You've got brains. Now, if he's actively assaulting you physically and you do nothing about it and you allow yourself to be beaten to a pulp because you fear, your fear is greater than your department of defense, if you will, within the mind to do something about it, um, then yeah, maybe maybe that's a bit of cowardice going on. And I know that. I've been guilty of that. Man, hey, listen. I was a skinny, scrawny little kid, and I would be picked on by bullies all the time. And they just loved to call me names, spit on me, kick me, do whatever. And back then, you know, it wasn't a th like it wasn't a thing where the government got involved or the faculties got involved. You had to stick up for yourself. You just had to punch the bully in the nose. Or he's going to keep annoying the living life out of you. And eventually that's what happens. It bottles up, it bottles up, it bottles up till one day someone, a bully, does something and that is the end of it. You're, you make an example of the guy. And uh, they pull you off of him before you murder him. And then all of a sudden, well, people leave you alone. What do you know? That works. Funny, ain't it? Well, so there's a difference there that we need to discern, right? Like, the world will call a certain practice cowardice when really it's not it's wise walk away from a problem you don't need to get involved in certain things uh and sometimes you have to get involved or you're a coward case per case of course situation uh if you're walking uh near a bar and there's a a bar brawl going on with a bunch of drunken brutes yeah, chances are you shouldn't get involved and say, hey, guys, why don't we just have peace and love each other? I don't think that'll work well for you. And I don't think that would be an act of courage either. I think you'd be quite foolish. Unless, again, you see four guys beating the living pulp out of an individual who's too drunk to take care of himself. Maybe that kind of a situation. And even at that, maybe you should be wise to <laughs> call for some enforcement or something. I don't know. Again, you see how it's not just black and white. There's a lot of gray, isn't there? Case per case situation. And this individual here in the song that our friend Kenny Rogers uh, uh, performed um, tells a tale of a great many perspe uh, per perspectives. Uh, this individual, this young man, he's considered a coward of the county. Well, why? Because he walked away from things that he didn't need to get involved in? That doesn't make one a coward. That makes one actually smart. But that doesn't matter, right? You know how this works in these communities, these counties. Uh, he didn't want to fight, so on and so forth, so therefore he's a coward. Well, maybe he doesn't need to fight. Why would he want to fight? Just because the bully at uh, school recess says, you and I outside in the parking lot after school. You don't need to show up there. Who cares? If people can call you a coward all you want to. What are you going to do? You know you can You, you know you know can fight this guy. It's not, I mean, what, for pride? What are we going to do now? Who has the biggest truck? Is this the game? I know all those games. I've played them in my youth. I know what they're all about. It's just a game of who has the biggest truck. You don't need to participate in that. That makes you wise. No. Uh, we're we're going to mock you and call you a coward. You go ahead. You call me all the names you want to. You call me all those things. Don't matter to me. But if you come at me and I have to have an, an immediate moment of defense, then yeah, I'm going to have to defend myself. It's going to take place. It's going to happen. You're not going to like the results. This is going to take place. It's going to happen. You want to push it to that limit? It'll happen. 
Everyone considered him the coward of the county. He'd never stood one single time to prove the county wrong. Meaning, he didn't participate in all the things they thought he should have to make him not a coward, if you will. And a coward is one, again, in descriptive tone, that succumbs to the fear of his emotion instead of standing up for what is right and conquering his fear or utilizing it to his benefit. His mama named him Tommy. That's the name of this uh, yellow individual from the county, so they call him. This is the guy, Tommy. But folks just called him Yellow. Yellow. Again, color, language, speaking, uh, description. You're yellow. You're not blue. You're not red. You're yellow. You're a coward. Something always told me they were reading Tommy wrong. Well, Kenny, you had a bit of insight there, don't you? And you were right to discern the situation. I've seen those things. Uh, uh, I've seen those things. I've seen... Uh, I've seen individuals who I knew were very strong men, very strong men, farmers, strong men, born and raised, baling hay, stacking hay, <laughs> waking up at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Like I knew these guys, man. You did like they're quiet guys. They did their business, went about their business. You don't, you know, not not annoying anyone, not wanting to be annoyed. Um, and sometimes you'd have these bullies who had no idea who they were messing with. And in my mind, I'm like, dude, and, and these, these guys would walk away from it. Uh-huh. You coward. Come back here. You coward. You sissy. Blah, 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 blah. And other names. And I'm like, one day, man, they're going to put their hands on that dude and they're going to get it. Like, I know these men. I know them. I, they, they grew up. I, they grew up in my, in my county. I've seen them work hard. I know they're strong. They just don't brag about it. They're not prideful. They don't make it out to be a contest about who has the biggest truck. They keep quiet. And then sure enough, the bully, he just won't. He, he thinks this is an easy prey. And one day he puts his hand on Buddy and, man, he regrets it immediately. <laughs> immediately. Like, I've made a bad decision. This was very foolish of me. Yes, it was. And I knew it was going to happen. And sometimes I'd even try to get in there and be like, dude. You don't want to mess around with him. Ah, oh, he's just a coward. I'm telling you, man. This dude will put a hurting on you if you bully him. Ah, be quiet, you, before I get on, before I start smacking you around. All right. Learn the hard way, moron. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, yeah. Something always told me they were reading Tommy wrong. Yeah, they were. So he was only 10 years old when his daddy died in prison. I mean, that happens, right? His daddy died in prison. He was 10 years old. Man, that'll set some trauma on your mind, won't it, as a 10-year-old? So I looked after Tommy because he was my brother's son. Aha, so now we're having an identity behind all of this. Tommy was my brother's son. So we know who we're talking to now, right? The brother of the man who was in jail and died there and who left the son who was 10 years old. And he looked after him, looked after Tommy. I still recall the final words my brother said to Tommy. So my brother, who died in jail, had information. He had instruction to tell his son Tommy before he died. And uh, you can see why this individual who was in jail would give this instruction to his son. It's all he's got left. He's about to die. This is the instruction. In his mind, I don't want you to do anything that will land you here. I'm going to die in jail, away from you, whom I love, my son. 
So I'm going to deliver to your mind some insight, some wisdom, so that you don't end up here like I have. And he says to Tommy, Son, my life is over, but yours has just begun. Promise me, son, not to do the things I have done. Now that's wise information to tell his son. It is. And I know he's trying. He's trying his best to make sure his son doesn't end up where he is, to die the way he's dying. That's sad, isn't it? But it's a true case. It happens. You know, it's a real account. It, can, it takes place around the world. And he says, walk away from trouble if you can. It won't mean you're weak if you turn the other cheek. It just won't. And again, the world will perceive it that way, won't they? In a very prideful world. If you walk away from trouble, you're a coward. You coward. He's the coward of the county. He's yellow. He's scared. He's sorry. He's scared. Why? Because he's walking away from trouble? I don't need that drama. I don't need that hostility. I don't need, that. I don't need to be around toxic people. Toxic people will want to lure you in. They'll want to provoke you in. Leave them alone. You know, you can walk away. Oh, I speak as well in the church as out there in the secular world. The secular world understands it as well. You can understand it in the church as well. There are brothers and sisters in Christ who are bullies, who are belligerent and oppress, uh, oppressive and, and tyrannical and divisive and all these, all the diatrophic type, of course. You don't need to mess around with them. You don't need to be lured into their, their ways. They're evil workers and they will be judged accordingly. You don't need to go there. And they'll call you cowards. You're a coward because you don't want to. No, 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 no. Walk away from that nonsense. You don't need to do anything to get you in trouble. Well, this information has been given to his son. You don't need to prove anything. Get yourself in trouble. Doesn't mean you're weak if you turn the other cheek. And that is true. And that's an instruction from Jesus. Turn the other cheek. Now, Jesus wasn't saying be a coward. He wasn't saying, hey, uh, allow evil people to just physically assault you and murder you because that's so virtuous and that's so Christian-like. No, he wasn't saying that at all. Context, context, context. He was speaking about retaliation, speaking specifically to the religious leaders and the religious people of the day, the first century over there, and he was telling them, listen, you guys had adopted a a misguided interpretation of Scripture, thinking that somehow retaliation and revenge was acceptable to God. It never has. It, it, It isn't. Be legal, be lawful, and do things lawfully. Defend yourself if an evil person is going to do evil things to you. Of course, love your enemies. Of course, pray for them. But what? Does that somehow now mean you're supposed to allow evil people, your enemies, to run, trample all over you and hurt you and murder you? You you and your... No. No, God forbid. No, you can defend yourself, but there's no need to prove a point. There's no need to retaliate. It won't, mean, it won't mean you're weak if you turn to the other cheek. And he continues and says, I hope you're old enough to understand, son, you don't have to fight to be a man. Now, maybe his father was a brawler. Maybe he was that kind of brawler. You know, you go to that, <laughs> that local hole where folks is getting drunk. It's at the bar. We got, some, we got those over here too. You know, we made moonshine. We know how to make moonshine. 
<laughs> we got those holes, man. You get drunk, start to brawl, start fights. Well, you don't need to do that to prove you're a man. Be the king of the bar, beating up everyone. It just doesn't. You don't need to do that. It doesn't make you a coward if you don't do that. All right. Well, Kenny start, he keeps going. He says, there's someone for everyone. And Tommy, well, he his love was Becky. So Tommy, he's grown up a bit, you know. His dad died in jail at 10 years old, and his last words he was given was, don't do anything that will land you in jail like I have. And there's wisdom there. You don't need to... Listen, it doesn't mean you're weak if you turn to the other cheek. Walk away from troubles. You don't need to do that. That don't make you a coward. Now, the... The community might see you as a coward or the county might see you as a coward and maybe your friends or whoever, don't let them judge you. Don't let them do that because you'll be driven to do stuff that's very foolish and get you in trouble like his dad did. Maybe. Perhaps. Allegedly. <laughs> well, so Tommy's focus was um, on a girl. On a girl he loved very much. And her name was Becky. In her arms, he didn't have to prove he was a man. Well, well, well. He actually found someone who loved him back and understood him and knew that he really wasn't a coward of the county, that he really wasn't yellow. He was actually being smart listening to his dad, not getting in trouble. Don't need to be the king of the bar beating up everyone to be uh to prove something. Just you don't. And she got that. She was like, I love you for being smart. I don't care if they say you're a coward, you're not a coward. You don't need to prove that to be to me. In her arms he didn't have to prove he was a man. Now that's a, that has context. Of course he's a man, and of course he's proven himself to be a man. He has by not getting involved in trouble and getting himself put in jail. That's being a man. But in the context here, if you understand, of course, it simply means she knows he's not a coward. Even though the community is saying that about him. And that's how, you know, rumors and gossip spread about. Oh, Tommy's just a coward. Every time I try to fight him, he walks away. No, oh, yeah, he actually got brains, buddy. So it continues and says, one day while he was working, the Gatlin boys came calling. Oh, you, know, you gotta like it when they got names. Oh, we got him over here too. Oh, I, I assure you. <laughs> they had him in my community. They had him in the community next, next, next and all the communities around me. That you, You'll find the Gatlin boys. They're there. They're brawlers. They're drunks. They're useless. And they're a pain. And when they show up, you know it's over. It's like, ah, here we go. <laughs> here walks in the problem. Well, the problem walked in. The Gatlin boys. We got them in all the communities. Don't think you, you don't think you, you got the baddest ones. I assure you. <laughs> I hate when they do. Oh, well, we got the baddest ones over here. No, no, you don't. Trust me. We got the baddest ones all over. We all got guns, we're all crazy, we're all a bunch of fools, we all get drunk and we all do stupid things. We got them in every county. We got them in all over the world. The Gatlin boys are all over the place. The baddest of all the baddest, they're all over the place. We've seen them. <laughs> so the Gatlin boys came calling, and they took 
turns at Becky. Of course. I mean, you know, they can't get to Tommy because Tommy, well, he's a coward. He doesn't do anything. We keep provoking him. He doesn't want to fight. But here's something that might work. Let's go after his girl. Because, I mean, Tommy has limits, Tony. Everyone's got boundaries. You mess around with my wife and my kids? Dude, you, we're going to have a problem. We're going to have a problem. Yes, I will turn the other cheek. I will not practice revenge or retaliation. Absolutely not. But in the urgency of the immediate, the immediacy of the urgence, if you're if if you're physically assaulting me or presenting a a threat, it's like the police officer, sir. Sir, listen. Don't make me shoot you. I don't want to shoot you. I do not want to kill you. I assure you, I've. I do not want to do that. But I will. I will. If you proceed further. If you attack me, you will die. That's all there is to it. So they took turns at Becky. They want to provoke Tommy, don't they? Didn't work on himself. No, Tommy was smart enough to walk away from that stuff. But let's, let's, let's go after the girl he really loves. The only person probably Tommy in his life. He lost his dad. There's no mention of his mom here. He's being raised by his uncle. And he finds a girl that loves him. That's important to him. He will, I mean, that's important to him. Why go after her? Well, they do. There was three of them at that. Never mind one. One's bad enough. No, there's three of them. There's three of them after him. So Tommy opened up the door there and saw his Becky crying. Well, what happened here? If she's crying, then I'm hurt. Because when you hurt, I hurt. You love me and I love you. And you're the only thing in this life that means anything right. And you care for me and you love me and you understand me. And you're hurting. And something's happened to you. Ugh. I should have known. I gotta take this call. Give me a second. I got important stuff to do here for a minute. Yellow. It is me. I'm doing all right. How are you doing? <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Uh, that is correct. Yeah, he had come over here and had bring some some individuals that knew all the, the business and science about it and had given a quote, and so we were seeking to get that done. Sure. A few weeks. Okay. I can imagine. Certainly. <laughs> yes, he said, yeah, he said it would be a, a approximately, I think, about 6,000. That is correct, yeah. And that was something else, actually, because uh, apparently the bill's been going to the previous owners, and they didn't like that very much, and I, nothing was told to me about that, so... Yeah. I purchased this house uh, probably ooh, September now. Yeah, September 1st is when I think we... Yeah, about a month ago, yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
I think that's when it finally came in. Sure. Well, you know, just let me just call me back, I guess, in a few weeks, if that's going to be the deal. It sounds good, my friend. I appreciate that a great deal. Oh, absolutely. Okay, bye-bye now. Yeah, forgive me, guys. I had to take that call. It was necessary. I got my. I got to keep my phone open there. And I just can't mess around with it. I just can't, I got to take these calls. There's a lot of stuff going on. What's taking place? What what were you witnessing on the phone there from my end? Of course, I didn't put it on speakerphone or anything. But uh, the individuals for Green Coast Energy, they are an energy uh, company that are going to change my current uh, energy system, which is oil heating, to propane heating. Why? Because it's half the price. That's why. And so I had to get some quotes from all different angles and different locations and various companies were asking 13,000, another 11,000, another 12,000. They were asking 6,000. I mean, I don't know all the science about that, but that's the quote. So 6,000 to me sounds a lot better than 13,000 for heating. So they got to come in here. They got to take out the old tank, the, the oil tank that's here right now. And they got to put in two propane tanks and so on and so forth. So we've been going to and fro for that. And so uh, that's what it was. And I, can't, I couldn't miss the call because everything's so busy these days and everyone's so busy and behind. Like he was explaining to me on the phone. He's like, I can only probably get there in about two weeks, three, three weeks. And I got to get that done because we got to start building mom and dad's in-law suite because uh, it's a big, it's a story. I tell you, it's, things are taking place. There's a lot of responsibilities. Forgive me. Please suffer along with me. Be patient with me. A bit of a, <laughs> a bit of an excursion there. I had to answer that phone call. Okay, now back to the session here in regards to Kenny Rogers and his song "Yellow," Coward of the County. And we're talking about Tommy, aren't we? And Tommy, well, he's being wise by staying away from trouble because his dad told him, "Don't get into trouble because it'll land you where I am in jail." And his dad died in jail. So Tommy's being raised by his uncle, and he finally meets a girl named Becky, and he loves her, and she loves him. She's very important to him, and he's important to her. And, well, the Gatlin boys, well, they want to start some trouble, don't they? So they took turns at Becky, and there was three of them. And you can certainly fill in the blanks on how violent and, and evil that is. And so Tommy, well, he opens up the door and saw his girl crying. I mean, he don't you know what's taking place. The torn dress, the shattered look, was more than he could stand. That's it. That is it. The straw that broke the camel's back. Yep, that's the end of it, isn't it? So he reached above the fireplace and took down his daddy's picture. As his tears fell on his daddy's face, he heard these words again. So here's the situation. He was 10 years old when his dad died in jail. But before his dad died in jail, his dad bestowed upon him some wisdom. Son, walk away from trouble. Don't get in trouble because you'll, you'll be like me in jail. You don't want to do that, so don't get in trouble. Walk away from it. And he had been practicing that throughout the many years of his life. And though the county would call him a coward because he'd walk away from these bar fights with the Gatlin boys and whatnots, his girlfriend Becky knew he was a good man. He was a strong man. He was not a coward. He was a good man. He didn't get involved with all these bar fight stuff. 
Well, they couldn't get to him, these Gatlin boys. They couldn't get to him because he'd walk away. So they'd call him names and they'd buzz the word in the community. Oh, he's just a coward. He's just yellow. Well, they figured, well, let's get to her. Maybe that'll provoke something. And they do. And they abuse her. And uh, Tommy walks in after the fact and sees what took place here. And so he's caught, isn't he? He's caught in his mind with a very violent conscience against his father's instructions not to do something that'll land him in jail. So he's fighting with that. So he's got his dad's picture and he's crying. Because it's, a, I mean, you know, what is he going to do? And he remembers his father's words. Promise my son not to do the things I've done. Walk away from trouble if you can. Now it won't make, it won't mean you're weak if you turn the other cheek. I hope you're old enough to understand, son. You don't have to fight to be a man. Okay, you don't need to do that. Well, sometimes, listen, his dad didn't mean allow yourself to get hurt or allow your girlfriend to get hurt. But sometimes one can interpret that way. For instance, someone can open the scriptures and read Jesus' words, turn the other cheek and interpret it to mean allow evil people to do evil things to you and you just have to take it. Like a, Just take it. Yep. Allow them to beat you up, slap you around, allow them to do all those things to you. But that's not what it means, though. That would contradict other verses in the Bible. If that were to mean that, it doesn't mean that. But sometimes we tell ourselves that's, that, that must be what it means. For a long time, I thought that's what it meant. When I read those words from Jesus, I thought, oh, wow, I don't know if I can do that. Allow evil people to do evil things to me and just allow that to happen. But then when you grow stronger in the word and you keep reading and studying, you, you find out, oh, if a brother steals $10 from you, don't turn around and go steal $100 from him. If a brother does something wrong to you, don't turn around and do something wrong to him. Now, that doesn't mean you can't be lawful and legal and and do what's right and just. That doesn't mean you can't practice self-defense if it is a physical assault or something along those lines. Now, it makes sense. Well, Tommy, he's remembering his father's words and he's interpreting it to mean I can never defend myself. I can never do anything because that'll get me in trouble. Well, I don't think that's what your dad was saying, Tommy. I think your dad was saying, don't do it like I was doing, getting drunk into bars and getting in fights and doing foolish things that got me in jail. Or getting, allowing yourself to be provoked by bullies to the point where you do something you're not supposed to do. Don't retaliate. Don't practice revenge. Don't allow yourself to get bitter. Feel sorry for him, if anything. Feel sorry for him. Pray for him. These Gatlin boys, man, they, they're missing the mark big time. So he's struggling with his conscience, with this interpretation that he's made up. So the Gatlin boys, the song continues, just laughed at him. And when he walked into the bar room, one of them got up and met him halfway across the floor. <laughs> I mean, this will bring you to the extreme moment, right? They could, they've made the movies about this all time and time again. I mean, it just brings it to the very peak pivotal moment of it all. Like how, I mean, the dog's going to bite you. You keep throwing rocks at that dog, he's gonna bite you. Well, the Gatlin boys, they just laughed at him. They just abused his girlfriend. The only thing in his life, in his mind, that is good and right and real. His girlfriend. And they abused her. Physically. Sexually. Three of them. 
and they're mocking him. They're mocking him. Like, what are you going to do, punk? What are you going to do, you coward? Ha 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 ha. You wimp, right? Well, one of them got up and met Tommy halfway across the floor. And when Tommy turned around, they said, Hey, look, old yellow's leaving. Ha ha, you coward. Go back home. Bye-bye. <laughs> well, but you couldn't have, but you couldn't, you could have heard a pin drop. You know, when Tommy stopped and locked the door. Wait, what? Yeah, 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 look. They're mocking him because Tommy's doing what he's always done, walking away from a problem, walking away from trouble. So they think the same thing's going to happen. You know, time and time again, they've been picking on him. He walks away. Ah, he's a coward. He's going to do it again this time, it seems. Even after we raped his girlfriend, he's going to do this. Ha, <laughs> what a coward. Well... Things got real awkward real quick and got quiet, didn't they? Because this time, Tommy locks the door. 20 years of crawling was bottled up inside him. Enough was enough. The vat was filled and the grapes needed to be squashed. All right. The vat was filled and the grapes needed to be squashed. He wasn't holding nothing back. He let him have it all. There is no longer any restraint to this moment. This is the... This is like, it, it, I've had enough. That's it. I've had enough. So when Tommy left the bar room, not a Gatlin boy was standing. Not a single one of them. And he said, this one's for Becky. And he watched the last one fall. And I heard him say, I promised you, Dad, not to do the things you've done. I gave you my word. I walk away from trouble when I can. Now please don't think I'm weak. And he doesn't. I didn't turn the other cheek. You did. That don't apply here. Well, okay, let me retract. Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe I spoke too soon there. Maybe it's because I'm feeling Tommy's anger and I'm, I want to... Maybe it's because I want to side with Tony. Uh, with Tony. With t uh, uh, Tommy. Maybe that's what's going on. I want to side with Tommy and I want to... You know, I want to I see him hurt these people. Maybe that's what's going on. The right thing, of course, would have gone... Yeah, the right thing to have done here, legally, scripturally, if we're being Christians would have been obviously to go to the law. And the law would have gotten the Gatlin boys and there would have been some, a court, a court date and some jail time if it's an honorable and respectable court, of course. So, okay. We allowed our emotions to get the best of us there, right? Because it brings you there, doesn't it? And you want Tommy to let him have it. You want Tommy to murder him. Kill them all. Get rid of them. They're a pest. They're going to be a problem. They're going to keep doing those things anyway, so get rid of them. Well, Tommy and Becky should have gone to the law. That would have been the right thing. That would have been turning the cheek. Don't retaliate. Don't revenge. The minute you saw Becky in that condition, you take her, you go to the law. What if there is no law? 
Well, if there is such a thing as no law in your county, that meaning there's no enforcement there, there is no justice or anything like that. If you're in the wild, wild west, well, yeah, then you become the law and you have to make sure the law stands. There still needs to be a hearing. There still needs to be proceedings. There still needs to be witnesses. There still needs to be testimony. These things are there in place for a reason. As emotionally amped as Tommy must have been, and I can just imagine, and I want, I mean, I would have cheered for him. You go ahead. Here, want a hammer? Want a shovel? Want a knife? Want something? Well, he didn't. He, so he's right to a certain degree to what he's telling his dad. Now, please don't think I'm weak. I don't think his dad would have thought that. I didn't turn the other cheek. He's right. He didn't. He didn't turn the other cheek. He retaliated. He revenged. He shouldn't have got in there. He should have known that the Gatlin boys were just going to... And Papa, I'm sure... I sure hope you understand. Sometimes you got to fight when you're a man. And that's a true statement. Sometimes you got to fight if you're a man. You have to. It just is what it is. Why? Because there's evil people out there that do evil things. Now, he should not have practiced revenge. He should have gone to the law. That would have been the right thing to do. That would have been the Christian thing to do. However, if he would have walked in at the moment they were, via, they, they, they were violating, they were abusing Becky. If he would have walked in at that moment, yeah, kill them all. Do it. Don't, don't even doubt one moment of it. Just do it. Extinguish the threat. Do it. That's it. Self-controlled. Emotionally controlled. Recognize the moment. Recognize your... Uh, um, your... Um, the authority given to you by Christ to defend this situation. Extinguish the threat immediately. Now, maybe dad didn't call to kill him, but maybe he did. In a moment like that, I wouldn't mess around. If these men are willing to do that to another human being, I'm not going to risk it. My life is in danger. Her life is in danger. Extinguish the threat immediately. Kill him. Kill him. Sometimes you got to fight when you're a man. It just is what it is. It takes courage. That don't mean you're not fearful. That don't mean you're not having fear. It's that you're not allowing your fear to conquer you. You're actually utilizing fear for a moment of courage and doing what's right. Everyone considered him the coward of the county. Well, not so much now, is do they? Not so much now, do they? And that brings an end to uh, to the song. That brings an end to the song. And it's a, a telling tale, isn't it? Things that are true and real in our fallen world that take place, sadly. But it also allows us, or allowed us some discourse on self-defense and what it means to be courageous and what it means to be a coward. And We got interrupted by a phone call for a little minute or two there, but... Uh, <laughs> you stuck with me. Thank you. Um, yeah, Tommy, you know, I think he was wise not to get involved in trouble. But he shouldn't have He shouldn't have uh, practiced revenge because then, you know, that might not fall well for him in court. They might put him in jail for that. But he's certainly not a coward. He should have just gone to the law and went through that channel. And that would have meant turning the other cheek.
but I can certainly understand. And we've seen many true real-life cases of this kind of scenario playing out where the husband or the father, they murder, they kill uh, the abusers. And some of them are set free because the judge understands it. Some of them are not. Some of them have to go to jail. It's not because we don't understand the emotional side of it. I can understand the emotional side of Tommy wanting to just let these Gatlin boys have it. I can understand that. But um, the proper way forward, of course, would have been through law. Unless he walked in there and they were abusing his girlfriend at that very moment. Then, then it's time to act. Then it's time to, to be courageous and uh, extinguish the threat immediately. What do you guys think? What are your thoughts about that? That makes sense? Hmm? That sound fair and balanced and real? Stefan Maia is my name. Addittsholes.com is the website. Please consider supporting this work so that others may have the opportunity to uh, hear this kind of content. You can sign up to addittsholes.locals.com. There is PayPal, addittsholes at gmail.com. We labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ over here in New Brunswick, Canada. You can check out the .com. You can check out the Facebook page. Please consider subscribing, following, liking, comment, all that kind of good stuff. Interacting with the content helps the content move further, reaching more people. Isn't that good? So uh, that concludes our themed day on Tuesdays. Analyzing the lyric tomorrow, Lord willing, we shall continue our studies in Genesis. Look at the itinerary. Typically, we go live from Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time. And if you have any requests or things you'd like for us to address, by all means, uh, reach out to me. We can also, if you have concerns or questions about anything, you can reach out to me. We can schedule a video chat or a phone call or an email exchange, stuff like that. That all right? That okay? Stay focused, stay positive. Lord willing, tomorrow. Peace out.